All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to another episode of We Create Music TV. I am your host, B. Vaughn. And today, man, we have an amazing artist and just an amazing guy with us today, King Seas. Brother, how's it going, man? Welcome to the show. Man, bless, bless, bless. Appreciate it. It's an honor to be here, man. Hey, man, I greatly appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule just to join us today, man, to kind of share your journey with us. So, you yeah, know, no once problem. again, everybody give it up to, to my man, King Seas, for being here. So, man, man if you... It. Yeah, of course. Of course. Glad to have you. So, if you can just start us off, just talk about your musical journey. How'd you even get started in this whole music uh, thing? It's crazy, because growing up, I never would have thought I'd be doing music. Mm. <laughs> Basketball was my life. So, I was like, I never... I didn't really start doing music until I was about 18 or 19. But... Okay. The way it came about was, it was just a, a weird occurrence. I was working at Walmart, working with a guy named DeAndre Hamilton, better known as the Beat Doctor. And, you know, back then, you know, I used to just run little random freestyles through my head. And one day he walked past and heard one. And he was like, yo, keep going. I just shook it up. I'm like, nah, I'm like, I'm good, bro. I don't even do that. He was like, no, I produce. I'm like, okay, whatever that means. And after that, he gave me his number. He was like, bro, just slide by the house and... Let's see if we can get some music going for you. My first 16 I ever wrote was to the Ice Cream Paint Job instrumental by DeRoe. Mm, mm -hmm. And he looked at me. He was just like, bro, you could do this. He was like, I'm willing to like teach you how to structure your verses. He was like, you can do this. I mean, I grew up writing poetry. Mm. So it's always been there as far as rhyme pattern and schemes and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I never thought about like music. Like, I always had a love for music. I mean, growing up playing basketball, I couldn't play a game without my headphones and warm-ups. So it's always been a part of what I did. But as an artist, I didn't start taking my career serious until 2013. Because that's when I really started to understand, like, you can't just put five songs on a CD and sell them and expect to go somewhere. Like, you really got to understand the business of it. You got to understand how to market, promotions, doing shows, booking shows. I mean, but the best thing for me was I taught myself how to do all that. I didn't really start out with a team where I had a manager or booking agent. I didn't. I, I literally had to go out, find people to help with those opportunities for myself. So I've always been a do-it-yourself kind of person. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, man, you'd be surprised how many people just think it is just going into the studio, putting five songs on an EP, pushing it out, and it's like, cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm there. I, I'm, I did was, it. I thought that was the dream. I'm thinking we was. Uh, I thought I was gonna be the next Master P back when I was 19. <laughs> you just gonna put all these, gonna put all these CDs, and 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 the messed up part about it is like, we didn't know nothing about mixing EQs. We was just like mm. recording songs that sound. The quality was terrible, <laughs> and we was literally, we thinking like, yo, like if they if they like it, they gonna like it. Like, bro, mm -hmm. they can't. And now I listen to it. Funny thing is, I still have about three copies of my first mixtape, like the first tape I ever did. And I listened to it. And I'm just like, yo, what was we thinking putting this out? But it's, it's part of learning. It's the, it's the process of learning the industry. You really got to learn how to get in the studio and work with producers, work with engineers to better understand what it takes to put together music. Because mm -hmm. we just thought we could buy a microphone, a computer, an interface and go in here and record six, seven songs and be like, yo, we finna start doing shows. <laughs> like we, like, and that's how we did it for a while. I mean, like, we did our first show in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, was at the Miramar Theater. Mm. I want to say that was the... I want to say that was the winter of 2011. That was right after I had my daughter. Mm -hmm. So, in 2011, we just... We went in the studio, recorded, like, five or six songs. It was like, yo, I'm like, I'm finna book us a show. We thought that was the way, but after I, I broke off, because I started with a group back in Milwaukee. A lot of people don't know that. We started as a just a group of people that wanted to start rapping. It's called Hummy. And once I kind of branched off and started learning it on my own, buying my own recording equipment, things like that, I started to look into, like, okay, what does it really take to do this? And the main thing was everybody had a team. Everybody had a lawyer. Everybody had a manager, marketing team. So I started to, like, 
dabble in that and eventually started booking my own shows. Back home in Milwaukee, we had a circuit called Smash Sundays. Mm-hmm. Every Sunday, I mean, we go down to Club Timbuktu. You get your song to the DJ, you go up there, you start, you do your show. It's a seven-minute show, you go up there. And if you did, if they showed that you could bring in a big enough crowd, they would give you a headliner night. So oh, that wow. was the goal. It was like a totem pole, man. Like, so yeah. Like you, get, you get in there, you, you show up every Sunday, you, you grind, you show them that you're constantly working on music, and eventually mm-hmm. they get your own night. I mean, unfortunately for me, I finally got my, my headliner night. Um, it should have been October 4th of 2015. But due to a few mistakes I made in my past, I ended up being incarcerated October 1st. Wow. So, yeah, it was crazy, man. I still remember that that whole mindset that I was in. I'm like, y'all finna do this show. Because back then, I was heavy in the streets. Man. I was, mm. I, I can't even lie about it. Like, I was, I was road running. And... When that happened, like, for me to get locked up October 1st, I'm like, man, I got a show on Sunday. Like, I got to get up out of here. And they, they would not let me. I couldn't move. And, like, I eventually did three years behind that, that mistake. So, I mean, I came home 2018. I moved down to the state of Georgia. I'm down here in Savannah now. I'm back and forth between Savannah and Atlanta. So, I mean, since then, it's just been I spent my time learning contract law, entertainment law, studying different artists reading about different artists and just studying what it really, what the journey was about. And the thing is, I realized like a lot of them, we think that these are like overnight success stories. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of them took about 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. They started as as kids. You know what I mean? Like 14, 15, they recorded their first song. I'm like, it kind of made me feel better because I'm like, okay, I didn't start recording until I was like 19 and didn't really start Mm going heavy with it until 2013 so right but i mean now it's just been just grinding man just recording i know a lot more about as far as engineering production and everything so it's just about grinding right now man putting that work in and not not giving up Mm. yeah you know that's that's absolutely the truth you know but it's surprising that you know there was a a transitional point in your life that kind of opened up your eyes to say well wait a minute I have this huge opportunity that that's before me, but yeah. something that I've, you know, was involved in is now causing that situation to not come to fruition the way it should be. And you don't really realize, you know, in hindsight, when you think about, think about it, you're like, man, that could have been, that could have been that moment. <laughs> that could have been it that was, moment. I'm, I'm, so many people that were in that building that night, because nobody, the crazy part is nobody knew I was locked up. Like, wow. Nobody knew. I've always been somewhat of a recluse. Like, if I go through mm-hmm. something, I'd, I'd rather go through it by myself rather than putting my problems on other people. So when that happened, I didn't. I wasn't the person to be calling everybody, hey, I'm, I'm in here. Come. No, I was just like, yo, I, I did what I did, and, you know, you got to call for it, and you got to do that time. But I always tell my mom I'm big into, like, spirituality and theology and things like that. And I told her, I said, I said, in a way, I, I died in a way when I went to prison because life was still going without me. Everything that I was out here working for had come to a halt. And when I learned that, it was like, okay, so how do you come back? Like, how are you mm-hmm. going to bounce back? Mm-hmm. Like, if, if you, you was doing it this way before, this is your reputation now. So do you come back the same way or do you come back better? And my biggest thing while I was in prison was I kept my mind on a butterfly. Mm-hmm. It was as weird as it weird. It was weird. Like, I, I kept telling my guys, I'm like, bro, I just looked at it like we are butterflies right now. We're just sitting in a cocoon. But it's up to you to rebuild yourself and build on that. Mm. You know, some people some people go in there, they, they focus on the physical. They want to hit the gym. They want to come they out. Like, man, I, I, I'd, rather, get I'd, rather come out, I'd rather come out with this this a little more mm. small. I wasn't, I was concerned with the library. You know what I mean? Law library. Studying philosophy and theology and different forms of poetry like i said reading about the industry like the prisons i was in we we had a we could order books from other institutions if we didn't have them on hand and so that's what i did started studying record labels a lot of the things that i as far as my mentality i owe it to alan watts and carl young i didn't really understand life the way i do now until i read a lot of their writings as far as the philosophy of everything and understanding balance. So 
once I kind of applied all of that to life, it got a lot easier. Like even the music got easier because it was it wasn't forced. Now you know what I mean. It was mm. more like just be yourself. Mm-hmm. How many of us feel like we have to emulate what's already being done in the industry oh. in order to get to the industry? Yeah, yeah. I mean, now go ahead. Say what you're gonna say because I know you. I know what you get ready to say. The truth is, they're looking for authenticity. They're not looking. They already got those artists. They're not looking mm -hmm. for another little baby. They're not looking for an, another gunner. But everybody want to sound like them. Mm-hmm. Everyone want to sound like them. Everyone want to kind of look like them. Everyone to kind of have their style. And but but I guess this is a question I always ask people too. Is you know right? Because there's that there's that dichotomy because you got on one end you have the record labels who are pushing this, right? I mean, they're constantly pushing and pushing and pushing this type of look, style, attraction, whatever, whatever it is. But then on the other hand, you hear them say, oh man, we need individuality. We need diversity. We need, uh, you know, things that to be, to be different. And then it's like, okay, well, which one do I believe? Which what one I do think I... it is, they want to see who's going to actually push for that authenticity. Mm. You got so many people that's like, they want to, they think a lot of, I mean, I've talked to a lot of artists and the main thing that I get is they want to sound like them so they can try and get features. Like that's something that I didn't, I don't, I don't look at it and say, okay, if I want a feature from Gunna, I got to make a Gunna type song, something that Gunna would ride with. No, I just got to be me. Cause honestly what they don't get money talk, them artists, you pay them what they ask and they're going to give you whatever it is you asking for. If it's a feature, a cameo in a video, whatever it is, it's a business. I mean, the only way you're going to get anywhere in this industry is either A, you got the money for it, or B, they really, really like you as an artist. <laughs> yeah, that's... Like, that's it. Yep. Ain't no in-betweens. Like, if they like you as an artist, and it's, it's not going to be the executives. It's going to be the artists signed to these labels. They can't they mm. can't get you a deal. It's going to be the, the artist that's... That's just our none. It's like, yo, I came across your music and I like what I heard. Like, mm -hmm. it should work. This is what I'm charging. But, and it, even then, you still got to pay for the fee because it's business. There's nothing for free in this industry. Nothing. Yeah. And I think people have to realize that you have to pay, that there are some dues that are going to have to be paid in this in this industry. There's work that actually needs to be done. There's, there's hustle and grind. There's a, a work ethic that people need to develop in order to really fully be successful you know that's why you kind of see and i'm always amazed as as when we look through the history of of music and and i'll just i'll just say in in you know rap music or hip-hop music or even r&b or whatever you want to call it right i'm not even going to talk about country and you know i'm one i'm not even familiar with 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 country like that to even <laughs> be able to reference any type of artist but when you look into this hip-hop R&B uh, world, it always amazes me, and kind of to the point that you're making, is that you have certain artists who come out, they hop for a moment, they, they get the bag, right? And then you don't see these people no more. Like, I haven't seen Lil Yachty in a minute. Like, I don't know where that dude went. Maybe he's out there somewhere. Hey, look, Yachty, you know what I'm saying? Yachty, is, Yachty is one of them, as far as knowing the industry, Mm-hmm. Y'all didn't know how to move and maneuver through the industry and mm. still be paid. Like, Y'all yes. still, Yachty <laughs> just made an appearance, and I'm, I'm gonna make a major shout out because she's from Milwaukee too, Lakia Denae. She just um, released her video yesterday, and mm. Yachty made a cameo in there. So I'm like, I told, I told everybody, I'm like, dog, that's a good look because nobody's really been seeing Yachty. So for her to have Yachty in the video, that's a good look. Yeah, so it, it makes me, it makes, and I don't want to just point out Lil Yachty, right? So yeah, I wanted to say yeah. like it's just Lil Yachty by himself, but it's Lil Yachty. It's, um, I mean, it's a, it's a plethora, right? Lil Yachty yeah. was just the first person that popped in my head, and there's another guy I don't even remember his, and that's the point. I don't even remember his name because he hasn't been on the scene in a while. He's been, he, he came out, and he was just hit after hit after hit. It's like but, my favorite artist right now is Kevin, my, my favorite artist since he's been releasing music has been Kevin Gates and everybody always everybody that knows me they come mm -hmm. to me and like yo what your boy Gates said like well I'm like dog Gates is living his life right now <laughs> <laughs> like, he's I living his life Gates, he, only, he he bought the farm he's got his family mm. out here they he's that's, 
that that's the time that that he's choosing right now. And, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's what we all strive for: get in, get your money, and get you and your family good. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm tell everybody, I'm not. I, I listen to artists, and they're like, "Oh, I want, I want." everything like i want the best of this man that's that's 10 plus years in the industry if you're trying to do all that right all i need is a two to five year run that's all i need i don't Mm. i mean because i know once i get the money i'll be in i'll be investing in in other things that will continue Mm -hmm. to make money yeah i mean that's that's Mm -hmm. what i love to do but the goal is to get get the money to invest in other things that yeah and i had to I've been watching people in the industry who have been in this industry earn their earn their money and then go off to do other things. Like, I got to give a big shout out. And I've never met the guy, Tyler, the creator. Like, oh, yeah. the, the stuff that this oh, guy yeah. does, that's outside of music, but he gets he gets paid. But Tyler's he, I mean, tycoon, man. he's man, he's a genius. Like, I don't care what people say. Tyler, Tyler, the creator, is, is a genius just f- the way his mind works. Not only is he great at music, but he's also great at other business endeavors. And that's kind of really what it is, is because music is only going to pay you so, so much. You got so many people who yeah. are trying to get their hands into into that bag. Right. Give a J. Cole reference because that's my favorite artist. But anyway, but <laughs> right. People trying to... that, man. I, was just, I was just talking to somebody yesterday. And I told him, I said, man, I'm going to adapt this J. Cole. Like, he's like, what? I'm like, no, J. Cole don't care what he dressed like. He don't care, but he still make good music. He do. And that boy don't care what he, he, don't, he, <laughs> he, he, he don't care don't. about the chains. And, and, and it's like I'm getting to that point where it's not about mm. the material things. It's about the substance and the value of life. That's what mm-hmm. I'm aiming for. Like, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like I still got my dream cars, the dream house, stuff oh, like yeah. that. But oh yeah, we all do. Chains and the designer club. Like I don't care about all that. Hmm. Yeah, I was having a conversation with somebody uh, a while ago. Um, I think Golden Doll, her interview, and she was yeah. kind of talking about how you know when she moved to Atlanta, she kind of got bullied while she was in school because she didn't have the latest designers, you know, sneakers, designer jeans, and you know the bottom line is like, man, who really cares? Like. Jeans don't jeans don't make a person. Shoes don't make a person. You know what I mean? But it is the the appearance. It is the 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 facade that people put on to make it seem like they're successful outwardly, yeah. but inwardly, man, they they could be a complete wreck. They could you could look successful without actually being successful or have the mentality for for success, which is so crazy. I've been- I've been telling people around me, I'm like, dude, we're not, we not chasing status in the community. Mm. We're we not, I tell, like, the artists I work with down here, I got an artist named Black Ice that I'm getting ready to release a couple projects with. It'd be the uh, first artist under BRMG, which is Born Royal Media Group. I just told him the other day, I'm like, yo, we can't be chasing status in the community. Like, stop worrying about what, what they see. You know what I mean? Go for what you know. Right now, the bag is all we worried about. And, I mean, I tell major shout-out to Drums and Roses because me and him, we literally have conversations every single day. And, they, hey, got to. Got to, man. <laughs> Drums and Roses is the reason. Like, even that, I, I mean, I suffer from a lot of people. A lot of people don't really know this about me. Like I said, I'm a big introvert. I don't mm-hmm. communicate unless I get a good vibe. And. I mean, I go through a lot of anxiety and depression issues. Mm. And so, and Drums and Roses, I don't know whether, I mean, that's my brother. So I guess he kind of picked up on it. Mm-hmm. And he just called me. And he's just like, bro, you got to get through this. It's all right. Wow. Like, you good. Take that time that you need. Like, he'll tell yeah. me, like, if you can't record right now, don't record. Just take some time off and get back to mm-hmm. being you. But, like I said, it's not, we're not chasing status. You know what I mean? We, we, we chasing a legacy. That's the difference. Yeah. You got a lot of people yeah. that's just chasing status. They want to look important to the community and to society, but mm-hmm. we doing this to get away from society and everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we we do this so we can maneuver through life the way we want to instead mm-hmm. of have to. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm still working a nine to five and it's just... It's not happy at all in my spirit. Like I'm not mm. resonating at all with that. And it's like, okay, you can't just make a brash decision to just say, Hey, I'm not gonna work a job. 
you literally have to find ways to maneuver and say, okay, even though I have to do this right now, let me make sure I'm putting effort into doing what I want to do. That way I don't have to do this for the rest of my life. So many people get caught up in that, that corporate America, working a job, retirement. I'm not, I'm not that person. Like I want to start living my life now. And I mean, music is the way, I mean, music helps me communicate. It helps me create music does a lot for me. The biggest thing is, like I said, it helps me communicate and get things out that I wouldn't usually share with anybody. But in the form of music, I'm able to make art out of it. So, yeah, that's what's up, brother. You know, I was I was trying to find this quote because I heard this thing with uh, from from of all people, Jaguar Wright. You know what I'm saying? Like she's been going, <laughs> she's been going at it on YouTube, yeah. man, like, but she said this quote, and this quote was, when I heard it, I was like, oh, it was like, Pff. she said, and I can't get the quote right, so I was trying to look it up, but she said something about, you're too busy trying to chase something, oh, oh I can't remember the quote, but man, she was saying something about trying to chase something else, but you're not trying to chase legacy, but the way she said it, but the way she said it, it was like, it stabbed you right in the heart real quick, real yeah, deep I mean, too. Yeah. I was like, oh. So people are just chasing gratification for, for today. You're not looking mm -hmm. at the moment. Mm -hmm. like, I, I've, I've been around people that have spent their lives to look like they was doing something in a nightclub. You know what I mean? Mm. And then next day they wake up, you're like, hey, yo, what you know? I ain't got no money, so I can't do too much of nothing today. Like, mm -hmm. That's no way to live. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I wake up every day. I make sure my bills pay, and after that, mm -hmm. I, if I want to take myself out to breakfast, if I want to take myself out to lunch, dinner, whatever, I, I do that. Right. You know what I mean? And that's that's what life is about. Yeah, and you know what? Life should be about that. Life should not be about being confined or... The biggest thing, I guess, is, is trying to appease to others so that you can look a certain way so that then they could, you know, include you in to what, what they're doing. You know, I've heard certain producers, I'm not gonna say names, but, cause I may have them on the show one day, but, <laughs> but, but, but I've heard certain producers, you know, and, and, you know, for me, it is what it is, right? And I, I don't have any, it is what it is. But Zaytoven said in one of his interviews, something about, uh, you know, looking the part, you know, going out, spending the money, getting the chain and looking the part, right? Because, I guess producers are now seen as as artists, and so we gotta look like we gotta look like we're famous. Now I can't get everything he said in the context of his interview correctly, but I know he said it. I know Scott Storch, I believe, said it before. Quote me from from wrong. Scott Storch, they expect so, you. My apologies for cutting you off. No, no, you good. They 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 teaching that fake it till you make it scheme, and it's like so many people get comfortable with that. They feel like they made it. And it's an illusion to them. Those are artists that you see, like, after the music is done, like, after the fans have moved on, after, you know what I mean, the music is slowed down, they don't know what to do. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, mm -hmm. that's the part I never want to see. <laughs> mm. I never want to see that. Because once right. the fans leave, your fans, I mean, you, you, you're always going to have your core group of fans. That's mm -hmm. the target. You want to have a core group of fans that way, no matter what, your music will live forever. But for a lot of artists, that doesn't happen. They they get that that one summer where they make three or four hot songs and then they drop an album and that's it. Mm -hmm. And then they yeah, don't know how to invest the money. They don't know how to. They just stuck. Yep. Now, I mean, I will give it to to Zaytoven because Zaytoven has been very successful in this in this music industry, right? And so I don't want to knock, you know, send any knock that way or, you know, what people call, you know, sending shade that way. But yeah. when, when I heard that statement, I was like, well, is it really about wearing the latest, you know, Jordans or having the latest designer jeans or wearing the, the nice chain? I mean, is that what we are really in this whole music thing for? Maybe some people are. I know for me, it is, it's not. It's kind of what you said. It's kind of creating that legacy for me and for my family because I want my family to eat. I want those around me to eat and I want my kids and my kids, kids and so on to be able to eat too. Right. It's, it is all about legacy. And if you have yeah. a very short, man, I wish I could find that Jaguar, right? 
quote because man when she said that i was like oh wait a minute i need to rewind that let me go back and hear what she said again but yeah she said something about yeah. like, you out here you out here busy chasing something you're not even chasing legacy i was like oh well, i'm gonna find it and then i'm gonna put it in the the comments in this interview <laughs> so so people know it, it is about legacy it is about legacy man so even even with that brother let's let's talk about you know your music and the legacy that you are you are seeking to build for yourself so if you can just kind of just give some insight into your own music and uh, just you know just bring our audience up to speed on king c's music say, i always say it's my journal i just when i get in the studio that's where i open up i mean i tell everybody what i'm feeling if if i make a song it's either something i've done i've been around or most of my music is just me. You know what I mean? My experiences in life. And that's from every aspect of life. I don't feel like I should be limited to making one type of music. So I've been through a lot in life. So, you know what I mean? I grew up in a single family home. My mom raised me. And my dad lived down here in Georgia. So I, I didn't really see him much. So growing up, like I didn't have that, that male influence. So I grew up searching for that. And my music, it kind of tells about how I got lost in the process of searching for that. But, I mean, it's just, right now we're working on, me and John are actually working on Enigma. Enigma, if you know the definition, it's pretty much a mysterious object, something that's not easily figured out. And I really mm -hmm. do feel like I am Enigma. I'm not something that somebody can look at and say, oh, he's this type of person. You'd be surprised how many people will sit there and have a conversation with me and end the conversation. They're like, oh, I didn't know you was that deep I'm like mm. yeah I don't like everybody knowing that because everybody's not meant to be a part of my space like that's how right. I'm a big energy person man. big energy person and if I'm sharing my energy with people it's because I genuinely feel like they have reciprocated mm. the same energy back to me and support everything that I do mm. and once I feel like that stops anybody that know me know that I can wake up tomorrow I feel like I have no need to talk to you i don't have a need i don't explain it i don't hey look it's not i just wasn't feeling it like i've had people tell me like bro i i thought you was gonna buy a couple beats no i wasn't i was but i didn't really feel that vibe and so i just decided not to and that's it i mean so many people again on that topic so many people feel like you're wrong for making decisions to protect your own energy yes yeah, i don't get that man. It don't matter if it's family, close friends, best friends. Man, look, once I feel like yo, you are no longer helping me get to where I need to be and I can't help you, once I feel there, there's a friction in the energy, I got to distance myself. Like, that's just that. I don't I do not do the whole, well, we've been friends for 5, 10, 15, man. It don't matter, man. I got, I got, I said it in one of my, my latest songs. I got family that started as friends and I got family who I can never fuck with again. Like that's just that's just the truth of it. Like I got family members who I could never like even look at and be like, yo, it's all good. Like I can't do it. And then I got family that literally started as friends. Like these are people who I went to school with, people who I met just out and about during my dad's in Milwaukee. And it's just like they more like family than actual relatives. But again, you gotta be willing to step away from people that don't mean you no good because if you don't you just putting your whole life on hold. So even in my music, I talk about that thing. It's just that energy, man. Mm -hmm. You gotta, you gotta protect your own energy at all, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't just allow people into your into your space who have who have negative energy that is going to pull you down and kind of entrap you when you're trying to yeah. live your life. You know, I'll go use a reference you said. You know, like butterflies. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like your life is meant to be to be free, not to be in, not not to be entangled, right? Yeah, no, no entanglements. Right, right no yeah. entanglements. <laughs> but it's it's one of the things where I I always see that picture on social media, man, where the caterpillar is looking at the butterfly and is saying, "Hey, you've changed." Mm -hmm. And yeah. the butterfly looks at him and he says, "You're supposed to." Like that's right. It, a lot of people refuse to change. They feel like they owe it to themselves to always be this person. And I'm guilty of that. I mm. used to be the same way, telling myself I'm never going to change. I'm never going to leave my 
leave my city and will always be here. Man, look, once I got locked up and I saw how much was actually in the world, just meeting new people, talking to different people from different walks of life, different nationalities, and understanding that we all go through the same stuff. It's, it's impossible not to want to get out of the world. Yeah, and I think people need to recognize that. We, we all go through the same through the same things. And there are moments in life where we experience something in our life that triggers kind of like that awakening for us that says, hey, you need to switch up what you're doing because if you don't, it's going to go downhill from, from here. So, I've ignored that sign so many times. Yeah, this is that this is that wake up moment, right? For me, it was when yeah. it was when it was when I was homeless, you know, with my wife and you know two kids, and so that was a wake up call. It was like, all yeah. right, you need to get, you know, your stuff together because if you don't, it's not gonna get any better from, from here. Now, granted, I mean, I can say things have have definitely gotten better, but I think everybody has or will have that moment in their life that is a a wake up call for them. And yeah. at that, I mean, at are, that point, they got to decide what to do. We yeah. just slapped in the face eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a pretty. It's usually a pretty hard slap where you wake up one day and it's just like, is this really what you want? Mm-hmm. And you got to decide for you yourself, like, like, dang, do you I really cool want this? Like, that's once I adapted that mindset. Man, is this something I'm cool with, or do I need something different? Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's just people always say like, oh, well, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't talk to them that way. You look, man, I, if if I feel like it's not worth it, I'm not going to mm-hmm. put the energy into it. Yeah. But if it's worth it, I, I, I don't know how to halfway do it if I feel like it's worth it. Like, I literally mm-hmm. put everything on the line for it. Like, with music day in, day out, I put everything on the line. Mm-hmm. Whether sleep, eating, I, I literally, like, days where I'm recording, I probably eat probably once at the end of the whatever that session is. Right? Mm. That session might end at 11 at night. That session might end at 4 in the morning. But that's usually what time I'm eating. Like I, it's been a lot of late nights for the past week just getting ready to close out Enigma. Um, I'm actually I'm debating on if I'm going to do this. Um, I'm a big Stranger Things fan, so I might be doing a project, a three-song EP, just based around Halloween and things like that. So. Drums and Roses will probably be on production for majority of these projects. So, hey, that's, Drums and Roses, yeah. Drums hey, and that's Roses. That, that's that dude, man. I tell him all the time. I'm like, I actually sat with him last weekend, just watched him making beats, mm-hmm. and that inspired me because that's all he thinks about. If yeah. he's got time on his hands, yeah, he's on his computer making beats. Like, that's, oh, trust that's me, I know. Thing. That's just I know. Him. Any in betweens, any. I don't care what he's doing. If he got time, he making a beat or he working on a beat. Hmm. Well, shoot, wait till like look. Wait till you see this this mini documentary that we put together. Yeah, he was telling me about it, man. I was just like, I I can't wait to watch it. I mean, it's oh just yeah, something that, yeah, it's, it's something it's, that see what what we go through because a lot of mm-hmm. people just think this is just peaches and cream. Like we just nah, nah. you know. And and even in that documentary, I don't want to get the whole thing away, but he really poured his heart out into that documentary. I mean, he told that's a side him. of his a life, a side of his life that is like, wow. That's him. If he yeah. if he loves you and he's there with you, he doesn't mind sharing that with you because he wants you to know this is what I've been through. Mm-hmm. And it's okay because I understand that you've mm-hmm. been through something. And that's why I tell him all the time, bro. I, I love him. That's my brother. I got his back no matter what. Yeah, you know, you know I'm thinking, sitting here thinking about it. There's a lot of y'all from Milwaukee down here. <laughs> hey, man, a lot of people, it's crazy because a lot of people still don't know about Milwaukee. That, like, yeah. I still get people, they're like, where's Milwaukee? I'm like, Wisconsin. Wisconsin? Like, how did like, that, like, no basic U.S. geography, but. <laughs> I'll tell them this one. When they ask me that, I'll tell them, like, you don't know nothing about Milwaukee? They're like, no, nah, Google it. Google it, right. Google right. It. Yeah, I mean, back, I, mean, I ain't never known. It was like, man, it's crazy up there. I pray for my city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I met several. I mean, but that, that's how I met Drums and Roses was through uh, was through DJ Payday, and so yeah. I met him through I met him through Payday and uh, Forty Mill and Johanse. Didn't know all of them was yeah. from Milwaukee, 
And then that's how I got, that's how I met Drums and Roses. And that's, of course, through Drums and Roses, how I met you. So, yeah, I mean, he know, he know how I am, man. I'm not, if he called me and say, hey, these good people, we good to go. I don't need mm. to, I don't need nothing else. Just let me know what time I got to be there, where I got to be, and how we going to do it. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. that's the type of respect I I got for drums and roses. Like mm-hmm. it's just he can call me and say, "Yo, I need you here." I'm not gonna question it. I'm not gonna if he say he need me. I know it's obviously for a reason that's gonna benefit me as an mm-hmm. artist as well as a producer and us as a brand. So yeah, go with it. those are the type of people you want around you. Like you got that right. Those are the type of people you want around. People who have your best interests. At heart, yeah. people who are going to be there for you in your time of need. You know, I have a I have a whole bunch of people that I know, but I only have a very close knit of of friends, like real true. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day about this. It's like, you know, when you grow up, you know, the goal is to try to have a lot of friends. Oh, I need to be popular, have a lot of friends, right? Man, yeah. as I've as I've gotten older, my my circle has gotten smaller. The amount of people that I let into my my space have gotten smaller. I kid you not, there's probably on a day-to-day basis, maybe two to three people that I really, really engage with on some like real serious stuff. And I've known these people for, you know, 10 years or, or more. But outside of that, I mean, I don't really get into a lot of conversations with, but I've learned, I've learned as I've gotten older, I'm a huge extrovert, but I've learned yeah. as I've gotten older to be more introverted and not let all that people that's, into that's your space. Me. I'm, I'm learning how to be more of an extrovert because everybody's like, no, you can't be an artist. And keep everything. I'm like, but I tell it all in my music. They're like, yeah, but no, yeah. we need to know you as the person. And I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm working on that, but I'm still not so sure as to just jump out there. And mm-hmm. I'm a big overthinker, so if I see anything that might even seem like a, a slightly red flag, <laughs> no, I'm good. When's your like, birthday? That's just me. When, when's your birthday? I'm a cancer man. July. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm a Virgo because yeah, I know Virgos. I know Virgos that way. We we are procrastinators and perfectionists too. Yeah, see, with cancers, we are just. It's crazy because like with it, me being a cancer man, if I if I care about you, I'm all the way out there. Like, mm-hmm. Same thing with Virgos. Right. Yep. Right. But if I if I, it don't take but one mistake with me. Like that's the only thing about cancers. Like it don't take but one mistake. Like, one. There's no coming back. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no coming back. It's yeah. just like, I've, I've got a lot of people I agree. tell me, they like, you just, you just like, you don't, you don't take apologies, no, no, because you did what you did. Mm. Like, that's just me. Like, if you, if anybody comes into my life and like, I allow you to be a part of that, and then you, you know what I'm saying, you do something to, to hurt me in a way that you did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. You can't apologize for that. You did it on purpose. You did it on purpose. You meant to do you what did you did. Purpose. You made that decision to do whatever you did. Knowing right. I would look at it and say, like, bro, you know you can't. I ain't even, I ain't for none of that. Right. That's the biggest thing. Like, me getting to know you, it's obviously things that I do that I'm not going to be able to do around. And it's like, it's it's that way with anybody. If, if somebody mm-hmm. don't drink, I'm not going to go around and drink. That's just me. If you don't, mm-hmm. if I, I'm not gonna come to your house, if you tell me, oh no, bro, I don't drink, but you say, hey, we having a we having a kickback at the house. Why, why would I bring liquor knowing you don't drink and it's your house? Mm-hmm. You know, you be you be surprised. You be surprised. That's because a lot of people are selling. They don't bring it for you. They bring it for themselves. Mm-hmm. But then when I see things like that, I look at. It, I'm like, okay, they're a little selfish. Mm. <laughs> Which tells me that no matter what. They gonna put themselves. I mean, nobody's wrong for putting themselves first, mm-hmm. but occasionally you have to think about the other people that are around you. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I because learned, I learned that in prison. Yeah, I mean, the people that are around you are gonna uh, are, are gonna help you along your your journey. And if you're only thinking yeah. about you, then yeah. I mean, it kind of goes back to what you said earlier when you started to realize this whole music thing is not about individuality. It is a team of people that helps. When, so when you think about, I'll tell people, name one person in this music industry that made it by themselves. Nobody. Nobody. There's not Nobody. a single person that can say, I am the only one, and I'm the sole reason that I made it to, to where I am today. Nobody, not even Timbaland, who's one of my favorite right. producers, can even say that because he had Danger Hands and Justin Timberlake that were working in their little collective group. And he still has people that kind of work with him and 
you know, if you ever watch the Timberland um, Masterclass, he has people that actually help him make beats. It's yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's impossible to do it alone. It's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible to do it alone. So, you know, it's, it's good to hear that you have people around you, you know, especially someone that we know, like Drums and Roses. And I know his heart that ha that he's I, he's I there with you. He's fighting with you. Yeah, he's fighting with. I, I know he's gonna see the, he's gonna see this interview. He's gonna be like, man, I'm just saying, dog. That's my dog, right? <laughs> he better not cry, man. I find him forever. I'm gonna tell him, man. Wake up. He's business to get done. Like it's business to get done. So, man, I, I do want to ask you. You know, for you, what have been your biggest sacrifices and challenges? But man, we've kind of gone through, you know, a whole lot of those now that kind of paved yeah. the way for where you are for where you are today i mean i don't know if you want to elaborate sacrifice yeah I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna elaborate on this one the biggest sacrifice for me right now is not being around my daughter she's still back in milwaukee and i mean when we talk she's always telling me she's proud of me for working hard and i mean that's really what gets me through but that's the biggest sacrifice i mean everything else is it kind of just come with it it's not the time, time come with, you're going to sacrifice a lot of time. Energy, you're going to sacrifice a lot of that. Sleep, you're going to sacrifice a lot of that. That just comes with the pursuit of success. But that family time is, that's, that's, that's a different sacrifice. That's a way different sacrifice because you know you're doing it for them. Like I tell everybody, I don't do this for me. I do this for her. My goal is when she turns 18, mm -hmm. for her to look at me and say, Daddy, I want this company. I can sign it over to her, and now she on it. Mm. That's the goal. Like it's not about me. I don't want her struggling like I did. I don't want her to have to go looking for resources and looking mm -hmm. for answers. Like I want to be able to give her the answers to get her started as an independent black woman when she turns eighteen. Whenever she decides, I tell her, whenever I get my house, she's she ain't never got to leave. She don't want to. But the day that she do decide to say that. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna move out, get my own. I want her to have the knowledge that I didn't have at that age. Yeah, bro. Like I, I can absolutely concur because I have kids who are at the age where they could, at this particular moment, decide if they wanted to move out. They could, yeah. but I know within my heart of hearts that they're not truly prepared to face the the cruelty of this world, and I try to do my best to help them prepare themselves for what they're going to face. I mean, because, you know, I mean, we've, we've lived this life, you know, we've experienced the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows of what this world has to offer. They have not. And so exactly. I don't want, I don't want my kids to struggle. I don't want them to have to go through what I, what I went through. And my job is to create a legacy for them, such as you are trying to create a legacy for yours as well. And that's the overall goal because what people don't realize is that your life also has a direct impact and influence on our kids' lives too. What we end up getting involved in, what we end up doing can dramatically impact their life as well. Most and I, I, yeah, most definitely. I don't think people really, really realize that. But I tell, it, her, I tell my yeah. daughter all the time, I tell her, I say, your daddy's a king, you are the princess. There's a certain way that you have to carry yourself as the princess and understanding and learning that you're not going to know everything. And I tell her, I'm like, you have to be willing to open up and learn from people who have already been there. I tell my daughter all the time, I'm never going to tell her nothing wrong. I, don't, I rarely ever yell at my daughter because I understand she's an individual. She's not my property, even though she's my child, she's not my property. I still have to respect her as an individual, but at the same time, I have to be able to discipline her for her to understand that there's certain things that she can and cannot do. It's the same way with me. It's like yeah. I have like, I have people around me who let me know, like, see, you're slipping. Like, they understand mm -hmm. that, yeah, I'm still me, but at the same time, we're all a team. So if I'm slipping, we all slipping. Mm. And they let me know that, hey, yo. Mm -hmm. Like you slipping like we need you back in the studio. We need you back. We understand you going through this. We going through that, but hey, mm -hmm. you still gotta get still gotta get work done, bro. So come on. All right. Yeah, I find it critically important to have a bunch of people around you that can call you on your BS when, when, when you out there messing up. And that's hey, that's the clutchest thing ever. I I used to have a bunch of people that didn't care mm. whether I whether I sink or swim. They didn't care because they was gonna continue to do what they was doing. Right. But. 
after after going through that the situation in three years, I told myself I never if somebody can't come to me and say, Hey, I paid attention to something you did and I don't think that's the move for you. Mm-hmm. I don't need nobody around me that's just saying, Hey, oh that's Corey, he gonna do what he wanna do anyway. Mm. That's that's the biggest part. It's just making sure that like you said, the biggest word the biggest word in this interview right now that you just spoke on was sacrifice. Yeah. Because it's, it's going to take sacrifice. It's going to take sacrifice. No, you can't get nowhere in life that's worth getting without sacrificing. Mm-hmm. So, time, energy, sleep, love, it's, it's something that you're going to have to say, okay, yep. right now I can't I can't have this right now because I need to do this. That's right. And right now in society, you got so many people that's going with what they want rather than what they need. And they ended up in some situations that they don't need to be involved in. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. You know, nope, not at all. But man, it goes back to like the whole thing, man. Like, I don't know who said it. Maybe I think it was Ludacris. I think Ludacris said in one of his songs that rappers out here living lives that they don't really live. They got houses yeah. that they don't really own. They got cars that they don't really own. They said at the end of the day, after that music video is over, they taking all that stuff back: chain, car, clothes, everything. You 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 left there butt naked, after sitting in your underwear after. It is done for what? You just shot this video looking like a million dollar video. Mm-hmm. And you get back in your little, you get back in your car and in your, your apartment, <laughs> and you you look in the refrigerator, you ain't got food, you ain't got. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that's mm-hmm. a, I'm not I'm not saying this to I'm not I'm not clowning nobody because like I said I grew up, I didn't grow up as like I said we didn't we struggled but we didn't go without. I mean, my mom always made sure we was good, but mm. it's been days. I remember them days where you know what I mean. You oh yeah. Right oh yeah. Eat like, peanut butter. Tell you, don't make nothing because you eat the leftovers because she ain't cooking for two days. Yeah. You know what I mean, like that's 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 the way we grew up. So I don't, I don't want my daughter growing up like that. Mm. I want my daughter going that hey, go in the refrigerator to get whatever you want. It's in there. Yeah. Me too. I ain't got to worry about it. I, I want to yeah. be able to wake up. And that's comfort for me. Waking up and be able to say, "Hey, I think I I, I want to go grab some some breakfast. I want to take a vacation and not mm-hmm. having a budget. Like that's what I'm working for. Just being able to have experiences in life and not worry about things like finances because that's, that's right. the biggest thing that stops a lot of people from being happy. And everybody yes, says, it oh, is. money can't make you happy.' It's not about the money. It's understanding that you need money to do the things that make you happy. That's right." That's all that speech. That's right. And I, yeah, yeah, brother, I, I concur. I concur with that because you need money to do the things that make you happy. Like my kids, it's my not, older. Not, uh, go ahead. Go yeah. Ahead. No, no, I was saying my, my younger kids don't know the whole situation with being homeless. They, they don't know that. My older kids do because they were there when they were real little when that situation yeah. situation happened. So they knew the struggle that we were in, living in, in in the Jeep, living in our Jeep, living in the hotel, living in an abandoned house. Like, they know this whole story. My younger kids have no clue. I mean, they got it good. They got a, they live in a five-bedroom house. No, no, wait, that's the many bedrooms I got. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. I live in Atlanta, so, you know what I'm hey, saying? Hey, you blessed. But, hey, if you get blessed, hey, I tell everybody, man, hey, nothing wrong with it. But they, they don't know the struggle, and I don't ever want them yeah. to know the struggle. I want them, them to be good. I know I used to... I remember looking at Paris Hilton going, look at this little bratty, you know, chick running around. But then I had to sit back and realize that, well, wait a minute. Isn't that what we truly want for our kids, though? For them to not have to struggle in life, for them to be able to do good, to feel good about themselves. We don't. I mean, does it have to be a struggle that they that everybody goes through? I mean, I really don't want that for my kids. It's, it's all about teaching teaching the young people that no matter how far you go, you have to remember where you've been. That way, when you see people who are going through what you've been through, mm-hmm. you understand. I tell everybody, understanding is probably the biggest thing to get you anywhere in life. Because if you don't understand why somebody is the way they are, mm-hmm. you're just going to look at them and say, oh, well, I don't want to deal with that. But take time to actually understand people. Like right. If I ask somebody, why, why are you so angry all the time? I used to have people ask me all the time, why are you so angry? I tell them, I said, because I'm not happy. And they'd be like, well, what you mean you're not happy? I said, I really don't want to go into detail, but I'm not happy. 
But based off of that, it went from people feeling like I was mad at the world to just not being happy with life at that moment. I mean, it's 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 those simple questions where you can just ask people. Like people don't mm-hmm. understand how big understanding is because mm-hmm. they just assume. With Paris Hilton, she didn't understand people that were less fortunate than she was because mm-hmm. she's never been less fortunate. Right. So that was one of the things I had to like. T. Grizzly said probably one of the biggest things of this last album. He said he spoke about how Kylie Jenner. I don't know the exact quote, but he said that Kylie Jenner, Kylie Jenner was younger than him, so he should have more money logically. He said, then he realized that it didn't apply to him because Kylie Jenner came from millions. He came from poverty. And when I heard it, I was just like, yeah, that's 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 it right there. Like, we look at all these people who have come from wealth. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I want that life. And they, they'll never be able to truly live because they've never had to struggle. Right. They've only seen the top. Like, I think for people like us who have seen rock bottom, Every day means everything. It means every everything. Every day that we wake up, every day that you wake up, it means everything. That's right. It, it means but. it means everything. Now, don't get it twisted. I do understand the flip side of it. You know, people watching this interview be like, "Well, you just don't want your kids to struggle." No, I, I really don't want them to struggle. But I understand that life sure. does bring its its certain levels of struggle, and that through struggles, people learn how to actually grow and mature. I completely understand that, right? I mean, because. You know, TGT said it best, you know, I guess it take dirt for, uh, you know, for a grown man to grow. I mean, it does. You you nope. have to go through certain things in order to really mature and to really, really grow. Because if not, you'll stay in that adolescent. You know what I'm saying? Man, so you got to gotta experience stuff. I wouldn't be having this conversation with you had I not went to prison. Mm. Like, sure, I, I would probably still, I just told somebody the other day, like, if I still had been, I probably would have done a lot more time if not have been in a box somewhere like it was just it was crazy man but like i said you got to go through stuff just to know who you are it takes that isolation that's why now i tell everybody around me man if you're on my team spend some time by yourself like spend take a couple days and just sit in the house and do nothing just just listen to your thoughts meditate and really get to know who you are because when you do that, you can move in confidence knowing that you know why you're doing what you're doing. Yes. Yes. People. And, yeah. And I think that's something that people don't really realize is that you have to spend time with yourself. Because if you continuously listen to the input of others, how are you really going to know who you are and what you think? How can you become self-aware? How can you examine your own you know, paradigms? And perspectives if you don't take time to kind of study who you are as an individual oh yeah, yeah that's gotta, that's key gotta, that's the key to everything you got to know that your 10 toes are the foundation of everything mm-hmm. everything you're trying to build starts with your 10 toes you got to put the leg work in you got to put the effort in blood sweat and tears you got you have to do all that because as mm-hmm. long as you sit back waiting on somebody else to do it i hope you get comfortable because you're gonna be there for a while yeah like <laughs> that's right but I mean, for me, it's just like I said with the music. It's all about creation, man. Hmm. It's like I, I look at this microphone every day, and I'm just like, like that, that keeps me going. Like knowing, mm-hmm. like, okay, you you, you just spent the money, so now what you gonna do? That's right. Yeah, you don't <laughs> bought this mic. What you gonna do with it? You don't bought this mic. Now what you gonna do? You be in the studio yelling at it. I'm about to spit bars on you. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Drums will tell everybody, man. She's he'd be like, man, see, I need some more energy out of you. I said, bro, this is just me, man. (laughs) No, (laughs) we we need some more energy. I said, bro, I'll be feeling like I'm yelling at the microphone when I give you over. You're like, bro, Mm. that's what we need. That's Mm -hmm. not me. (laughs) Well, it's good to know. Well, it's it's, going to get laid back, man. mm -hmm. Now, I was was gonna say it's good to know that, that he knows you as a person. And knows what 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 he needs in order to you know get that song to to come out yeah. the best way the best way it can kind of like that Dr. Dre and Easy E relationship in the very beginning. We always look at Drake and Forty. When, mm-hmm. when, when me and him in the studio, we look at we we always look at Drake and Forty. Like yeah. they are hand in hand. Forty can Forty can be on the other side of the world, and Drake can send him a song, and Forty will know exactly how it's supposed to go. 
And that's that's the relationship I'm building with Drums and Roses. It's like, bro, I want to be able to send you this, and you don't have to call me back and say, hey, how does this sound? How does that sound? When you get that type of producer or engineer, you can just send them a song and be like, yo, I need this mix mastered. I need it. Radio edited. And you know every time it's coming back exactly the way you want it. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that, that, that's what... That is the the outcome of having a great relationship like that with a person that you that you're building with, not just personally but also professionally with with music. But Speaking man, so of him, random random fact, he just takes. Like, oh, he did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna text Literally him right now. Man. Like, I'm good, brother. No, no, but uh, yeah, he's super super good dude. But uh, yeah. So so man, let me ask you. I know we've been talking for for a while. Uh, and you've been dropping a lot of gems during this entire entire interview. You know, I know most people when they get on these interviews, I guess they expect it to be you know solely about you know well, I'm just need to talk about this album, this this particular piece of music, and then now nah, I mean we get into like life and everything because there's yeah. that music is more than just the creation of it, putting out songs. People go through stuff in real in real life, so you know we need to talk about those too because those are the gems that people need to hear as well. But in that same vein, what would you tell people who are trying to get into this, into this industry? What are some things they really need to to consider? Rule number one, man: if you're not built for this, do not go for it. If you can't take heartbreak, if you can't take being alone, if you can't take, it's a stressful life, man. It's not. A lot of people think this is just oh they rap, it's fun. No, it's not fun. Y'all don't see them nights where we don't know what to do next. Like I've literally dropped songs expecting them to do great, and in my in my opinion, they flop. And it's like, okay, well, that didn't do it. And you know, a lot of people I've seen a lot of people they get those results, and it's like, I give up. I'm not gonna do it no more. I'm not going. But you gotta keep going. You gotta keep going. And I mean, another mm -hmm. thing, like I said, understand the business before the creativity is the easy part. That's the part that you don't have to really study until you get to another level in your career. As you advance in your career, there's going to be different things that you have to work on. But like right now, me recording, I'm really with, with the pandemic going on. We're not really doing shows. So I've been more so focused on my vocal presence on recordings rather than my stage presence. But once everything is open back up. I know I have to get back into, you know what I mean, get back in shape, working on my cardio just so that way once we do do shows, I'm back in shape mm -hmm. and I'm actually able to get up there and have a stage presence because I've seen a lot of rappers get on that stage and they, they out of breath right. halfway through. Yeah, they have right. hey, mm -hmm. they push it. It's a marathon, man. Nipsey, Nipsey always said it's a marathon and that's what everything, everything. And it is a marathon. You gotta, you gotta pace yourself. You can't. Everybody wanna, everybody wanna get in this booth and drop a hit single that fast. Mm -hmm. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta work your way to that hit single. You gotta go. You gonna go through a, a lot of songs that don't get picked up. You gotta get through a lot of songs that nobody likes. You might right. be the only one that likes the song, but the crazy part is that one song that you really don't like. That's it's gonna the be one. the one that everybody. That usually, that's, that's right. Drop everything. Mm -hmm. Drop everything. If you got a you bunch never of old songs, like, I got mixtapes on that Piff and my mixtapes right now. They're literally just compilations of songs that I literally had sent around. So I'm like, let me put, I'm going to just put these out on a project, on a mixtape and put them out. Mm. And I mean, you got to drop everything. Mm. It's not another thing that gets you a team, a team that you trust. Don't, don't get the team just because they give you all these promises and, Oh, we can get you here. We can get you there because what they're not telling you is, you're not gonna, you're gonna get where they're telling you you're gonna get, but they're gonna be a lot further than you are. Like that's just truth in it. Like a lot of these people, they say, and that's including managers, promoters, club owners, DJs. They make it sound good, but if they don't have a genuine respect for you and your craft, they don't care. They just in it for the money. As long as that money mm -hmm. on the table, they there for you. But once mm -hmm. that money get weird. You can't call it. You can't call the manager and say, "Hey, um, yo, I know I, we ain't been doing we ain't been doing no shows, so they want to put everything on you. We ain't got the money for it." But oh well, I guess you got to figure out a way to get this because, nah, man, your manager should be literally your manager is someone I call him your handler. That's the person that makes sure you good. 
you shouldn't be making sure your manager good. Your manager should be making sure you good. And a lot of these managers now, they just, they so focused on getting that check, that 20 to 25%. That's what they're looking for. So I tell everybody, man, follow your first instinct, man. Get to know you. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a recant a lot of this. But right now, we're going to go back to the beginning. Get to know yourself. Because if you don't, you'll be lost. You'll, you'll be somebody that you have no idea who you are as an artist, but you have lost complete sight of who you are as an individual. I'm King C's mm-hmm. on that microphone, but when I turn, when all of this gets shut down, I'm right back to being Corey. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, you got to be able to wear them hats and balance out wearing them hats. Because if you don't, you'll be, it's going to spiral out of control. Yeah, man. Wow. Wow. That was, those are, man. I always tell people, I said, when we get to this part, like that's gems. People need to really realize this is those things you just said specifically take time for yourself. Take time to get to know, get to know you, but also most importantly, now go ahead. They give you them cliche answers. Oh man, you got to invest in your career. You Mm -hmm. got to be willing to lock in the stuff, man, before you do any, before you do any of that, get to know who you are and what you want. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have a goal, if you're just doing this, oh, I want to be a rapper. Okay, so many different nah. levels to being a rapper. You have to know who 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 are you as an individual. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you as an individual? You have to differentiate you as the you as a person, the person you were born as, from the artist that you're creating, because they can't coexist. Like they can't be the same person. There's never going to be the same person. I tell everybody that anybody that tells you they're the exact same person behind the scenes as they are on the microphone, in the videos, in the interviews, it's not. We are not the same people in every situation. I tell everybody I don't. I don't behave the same way I would with my friends as I would with my daughter. I don't behave the same way as I would with Drums and Roses the way I would do with my brother, with my blood brothers and sisters. Like, you know what I mean? Like, me and John, we hit, we kick it, we hang out, we talk our shit, we do all that. But when it comes to, you, when it comes to business, you got Drums and Roses, King of Seas, then on the other end, you got Johnny Corey. When we hang mm-hmm. out, Johnny Corey. Mm-hmm. When it's time to get business, Drums and Roses, King of Seas, that's it. Yep. And you got to be able to hit that switch when, when you have to. I mean, business is business. Like these interviews, I tell everybody, I love doing interviews because it gives me an opportunity to tap into who I really am. Mm-hmm. Not just the artist. I don't I don't come on interviews with an ego. I don't come in with, oh, I'm King C's, I'm a rapper. No, I'm, end of the day, I'm me. Mm-hmm. Like, this is hey, where you that's, get to know the artist. That's right. But, I mean, like I said, it's just, I can't, I can't preach that enough, man. Get to know who you are before mm-hmm. you get to do anything. That's what anything in life. And I tell everybody, you got to have a reason for it. Why are you doing it? Right. You got that right. But now, nah, man, you said something in there that, that's, that's critically important is the team that you get around you, you have to trust that team and they have to be completely a million percent bought in to you as that artist, as that producer or whatever it is. They want to see you grow because in the very beginning, the money is not going to be there. It, I mean, it's just not. And so if if that is what they're looking to get out of it is, is money, then maybe this ain't the right relationship. Then maybe this ain't the right. Don't, that's right. Don't go looking for it. Your team will find you. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy part about it. Your team will find you. Don't because when you go looking for it, you, you you're in a vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you give them the power to say yes or no or accept or decline. Like I can go to anybody mm-hmm. and be like, hey, would you manage me? Well, what do I, what do I get out of that? That's the first thing they're right. gonna say. That's right. But if you allow a manager to see the talent in you, mm-hmm. he'll come to you and say, "Hey, you got potential. I want to help you get to where you got to get to." Right. And you, you know, it's not even. No, no I'm saying you know, because talent is one part, right? You can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't have the work ethic to go with it, then it's like, mm, great, you're a talented artist, but how are we really going to accomplish whatever dreams you have if you're not really to put in if you're not really willing to put in the amount of work that's necessary in order to achieve it and that's where that's where your team comes in at because if your team you can't have a bunch of yes men around you nah because with yes men you could wake up every day they call you and say hey you going to the studio no not today okay 
All right, cool. All right, I'll catch you later then. All right, you see me when you, you know. want to, when you want to get into it. No, a team that really wants to see you achieve your dream will tell you, hey, yo, get up. I'm on my way over there to come get you. We can go grab some something to eat before we go to the studio. Yeah. But we got to get to the studio today. Yeah. They push. Yep. They push to be better. If they not doing that, I don't want nobody. I don't. I don't like yes men. I have no respect mm. for yes men because they're cowards. Mm. That's how I look at it. I'm gonna say it. They cowards. But yes mm-hmm. men are cowards. It's somebody that's not. They don't have enough heart to look at you and say, "Yo, you 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 messing up, bro. This ain't this ain't mm-hmm. what we came here for." Yes men yeah. will literally let you drive to a, a brick wall and then look at you and say, "You did the right thing." Yeah. Yeah, I look you you can't have yes men around you. That's not that's not going to be good for anybody's career, especially somebody who's trying to make it because there's going to be no no pushing. But man, brother, it has been a pleasure having you on today, man. So tell people where they can find you. How they can get in contact with you. Um, Facebook King Seas. It's both a personal page as well as my fan page on Facebook. Um I do use Instagram and Twitter a lot more. I'm I'm getting back into the Twitter thing. Um, Twitter is I am <laughs> underscore K H I N G C E A Z E, as you can see under my name here. Music is available on all major platforms: Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, all of that good stuff. So, I mean, just I'm always open to connecting with new people. So, anybody that does, feel free to reach out. Man, I'm always I'm looking. Like I said, I'm working on becoming more of an extrovert, but. It's it's a process. That's all I'm gonna say. It's a process, you know. So reach out, man. I mean, like I said, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and I mean, if anybody is interested in conducting business, my email is kingsees at gmail dot com, and that's including features, shows, any of that. anybody anybody's looking to do any type of business, I'm open to it. And that's what's up, brother. So, man, King Sees, man, it has been a pleasure having you on the show today, man, just, just getting to know you more. I know we chopped it up just a couple of times through, through, uh, IG, but man, it's a pleasure yeah. getting to know you. And I greatly yeah, appreciate no you being here on the show today, brother. Uh, so stick no around problem, for just a moment man. as we, as we get to wrap this up. And, um, so ladies and gentlemen, so once again, my name is B Vaughn. I am the host and creative, we create music TV. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. You can always catch us every Monday and every Thursday at 7 PM. And of course, you can always catch us throughout the week as we continue to drop other content in, rel- in relationship to like our master classes, our conversations that we have. So make sure you tune into the new conversation that we have coming up on music production with uh, five-time Grammy award-winning producer, gold and platinum producer, Focus. Uh, we have a multi-talented uh, music producer and film composer, Lionel Cohen, and we have a multi talented multi-platinum producer Will Power joining us for our panel on October 22nd. So make sure you tune in to the conversation on music production. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in. You can always check us out at www.wecreatemusic.tv. Thank you once again, and we are out, ladies and gentlemen.